In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about how to see and know that God is good. So stick around for more. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday's sermon. With me today is Pastor Dennis. We had a special guest this past Sunday. Uh, Dr. Bobby Hill was here with us, taking a slight uh, short break from our Out of Exile series, uh, and it was great to have uh, Dr. Bobby here with us. So let's dive into it. Let's Um, do it. It was great to hear from uh, Dr. Bobby, uh, Dr. Hill. Uh, I've heard him speak a couple of times in the past. It's always good to have him here with us. And uh, the two of y'all go way back. Is that right? We go way back. Yeah. Further than I care to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of y'all who may not have had a chance to listen to or watch uh, this past Sunday sermon, uh, Dr. Hill talked about the goodness of God and the greatness of God. And it's something that Uh, If you've spent any amount of time in or around the church, uh, you've heard that concept. And we kind of know in our heads that God is good, um, but it's something that uh, even at the introduction of Dr. Hill's sermon, he said, it's just good to be reminded of. And I appreciated that he went into, yes, God is good. That is true. Here's what the Bible said, but here are the other reasons why. And yeah. uh, I felt like he did a great job of bringing some balance and sharing both stories of here's where we saw God's goodness come through, whether it was uh, a healing, um, financial provision, yeah. um, a deliverance or something like that. But then he also kind of shared sometimes we don't get maybe what we pray for, what we expect to happen. And that doesn't change the fact that God is good. It doesn't change that truth. I think when we talk about, um, for example, if we were to talk about, well, that's a good person, Mm. we also know that there are things about that person that are not good. Yeah. You know, or that, boy, he's a great whatever. He's a great speaker. Uh, He's a great educator. Mm -hmm. He's a great technician. You know, we also know that there's things about that person that are not great. Mm Mm-hmm. But when we talk about God, we're not talking about a particular aspect of God being good or great. We're talking about God, all of God, everything that he does. In other words, there are things that are in the Bible that tell us this is God's nature. This is is, uh, uh, foundational to God, and it will never change. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about God's goodness, God's greatness— and those are foundational truths. It never changes, no matter what the circumstances. So when we, again, when we hold up that lens yeah. and we look through it uh, at the circumstances of life on the other side, the lens says God is good and God is great, no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah. And that leads us at times to some real come-to-Jesus moments about how do I see this through this biblical lens of God is good and God is great. And I think Bobby did a great job at that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, Yeah, and I appreciated what he said, and I'm going to do my best to remember verbatim what he said, um, is that God's goodness, goodness is defined by the um, source, not by the circumstances. Yes, that's, yeah, 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 exactly. I I thought that was great, and and it, it is a good reminder, and I think... As uh, Dr. Hill shared, as, as you have shared, and, and no doubt experienced that, there is almost this, um, I, I want to be careful to say easy answer, but there is almost this easy answer to explain God's goodness. But at the same time, there's also 
um, a, a real rubber meets the road when we go through hard times. And I think that's kind of what I wanted to maybe talk a little bit about without getting too mm. far into the weeds, because I think um, this is a topic that people struggle with sure. to, for, yeah. to one yeah. degree or another over yeah. the course of their life. Yeah. And that's this question of, if God is good, why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen to yeah. people? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's a, I, those are not topics to be ignored. In fact, right. that's why it was a best-selling book. Yeah. Uh, many years ago, uh, why do good things happen or bad things happen to good people, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so I, I think it's a very legitimate uh, legitimate reason. And again, the, there's so many more things that come about. It's not just that God is good and God is great, but there's other things that the Bible tells us. It tells us that God is, he constantly refers to himself mm-hmm. as full of loving kindness. I was just reading in Jeremiah this morning, after God is saying, you're going into bondage, uh, you're going to be disciplined, uh, don't even, in fact, one point he says, don't even pray mm. uh, for them right now, because this is going to happen. Wow. And the next thing you know, God is saying, I am a God of loving kindness, I am a God of great comfort, I am a God of mercy. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean that those things are not true, yeah. uh, it means that it's a full package, that God really does have this very, very long-term view yeah. of my circumstances, right. you know. And you, you go through life, I know, I know very few people, in fact, I can count them on half a hand that yeah. I know that I really uh, are my age or thereabouts that have not been through some tragedies. Yeah. Uh, and, and yes, at every one of those tragedies, you've got to stop and ask, yeah. you've got to ask God, God, you are good, you are great, you are full of loving kindness, why has this happened? But if we're asking it in an honest way, then God is able to actually answer that, Mm -hmm. Travis. Mm -hmm. He's actually able to answer that. And in 40 plus years, 45 years of ministry, um, I think I've seen most of everything, you know? I really have. Uh, And, and, And at the end of it, if you will continue down the course, and if you will believe who God said he is, mm-hmm. not who the, the world says he is, or the preacher last week, or whatever, if you will believe what God's yeah. word declares, because God's word is God-breathed, and so therefore God is saying, here is who I am. If yeah. you believe that, then in the end there are answers. Job is the best example oh, we have. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a challenging it's, one too, it, but. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but Job is the best example of yeah. Job crying out to God all the way through. Yeah. God, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And his friends telling him, it's because you're prideful. It's because you're sinful. It's because God's not who you think he is. Mm-hmm. That was their response. Yeah. And yet Job held true to the end yeah. where he finally, where God finally comes and he says to Job, he says, Job, I'm not going to tell you why I allowed this, what I am going to tell you is who I am. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Job comes to the point where he says, I repent, you're right. Yeah. I repent, you're right. Yeah. So that is the, you know, the long and the short of it is that if you really want wisdom, then you have to wait for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no shortcuts. No, and it's going to be tried by fire. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that... Uh, g- 
God in his goodness, right, is can even handle our struggles when life circumstances don't look good oh, to gosh, us. Doesn't doesn't he ever? You know, he it's so hard to understand at times why the momentary um, suffering that we experience, and not to minimize any sufferings that we experience, because we all certainly go through some some pretty significant sufferings. Yeah. But God is so good and so gracious that He meets us in those moments and helps carry us through those moments and the questioning and the struggles. Um, and I think, as I was listening to Dr. Hill's sermon, I was thinking about how devious the enemy is because he's telling slightly different versions of the same lie that he's told since the beginning of the it's garden. It's the same lie. It, it's, God's not really good, and he's holding out on you. Yeah. And you yeah. should go your own way and make yeah. your own choice instead of doing it God's way. Yeah. And God promises over and over, I, if you will trust me, believe who I say I am, and go my way, you will experience the blessing. Yeah, and I think the question then, Travis, is is that how do we do that? Yeah. What characteristic is there what do i need Mm. in order to hold out and once again it is leaning into knowing the character of god because god is good god is great and you know what else god is patient Mm -hmm. Uh, we know one or two scriptures about god being patient but when you look at the whole length and breadth of the scriptures it points to a god who is patient if Adam and Eve in their perfection had simply waited on God, mm. yeah. if Abraham yeah. had waited on God, yeah. if Moses had waited on God, yeah. it always comes down to if I had waited on God. Mm. Because in the end, we always see God uh, not come through, but what God does is he validates his own nature. Yeah. And his own nature is what? God is good. Yeah. God is great. Yeah. I I love what Bobby was uh, was he was talking about his own relationship with his father. I, I knew his dad. Okay. Uh, you know, and and he was a he was a wonderful man. Very very gentle. His his mom was constantly feeding us in Bible college and everything else. You know, it was a great table to sit yeah. at. But but you know that, that that's the that's the whole that's the whole deal is that. If we can, if if we can think back, if we had a, a good relationship with our dad when we were little, especially mm-hmm. men. When we were little, yeah, dad was hero, and oh, yeah. my dad could beat up your dad. That's right. You know, you yeah, know. and and the truth is, is that our dad, our Abba, our mm-hmm. Father, really is great. Yeah. He is great, yeah. and he will come through in the end. Why? Absolutely. He is full of loving kindness. He is full of mercy. He is full of grace. And that is the message of the Bible. Right. And I, it, it made me think, you know, you used the phrase a second ago, if we can just hold on. And it reminds me of how often God reminded the Israelites, remember, <laughs> remember that I brought you out of yeah. Egypt. Remember yeah. that yeah. I brought you through the wilderness into yeah. the land that I promised to your forefathers. And, you know, it, we read it in hindsight, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's like, well, yeah, Israelites, why could you not remember? And it's, but we do, we need that reminding and that remembering that God is good. God is great, no matter if we're on top of the mountain, if we're in the valley or, yeah. or anywhere in between. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, and if you want to see the enemy at work, I mean, how often times have we heard sermon illustrations? We've referred to it ourselves. How fast the world has become, yeah. you know, instant everything. 
Well, do you not think that the enemy uses that against us? Sure. Because our ability to be patient on God, who yeah. is patient, why is he patient? Not because he's slow, but because his way of doing things are so complete. Mm -hmm. And there are so many little pieces that we don't even see being put in line in order for him to complete the process that he promised for us. Yeah. Whatever that process is. Yeah. Whatever it is. I, you know, um, I was at a, a chapel one day. I went to a Christian school growing up most of my life, and we had a speaker come to our chapel once when I was in high school, and he gave this great illustration that I ha I've always held on to. Um, and he said, God is not a microwave God. He's right. an oven God. Yeah. And, you know, the oven, doing it in the oven always takes longer, but yeah. it's almost always better. It's always yeah. better, you yeah. know, even though you're having to wait. And it's funny because the other day I found myself getting frustrated with the microwave. Like, why aren't you faster? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait a second. This is only taking two minutes, you know. And, and it is. It, it does yeah. speak to our, our, our world today. And I think yes. you're absolutely right. The, the enemy would love and does use that against us um, to say, oh, God's not listening or God's not acting and moving um, in this situation when in reality he is. And we see that in the book of Daniel. You know, yeah. he was, Daniel was praying and praying and mm -hmm. praying and praying. And the angel finally comes and says, from the moment you started praying, I was dispatched yeah. to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And and yet it wasn't right away. It wasn't overnight. And I think you, you, you nailed it when you said God's way is always complete. And yeah, and that's important because a lot of times we think God's way is slow. Right. No, it's not. God's way is complete. Right. And we have no idea all of the pieces that are put together yeah. in God's sovereign plan right. in order to bring us to the place that God wants us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. In, in just kind of wrapping up, uh, one of the scriptures that uh, Dr. Hill referenced in his message um, was uh, out of Psalms, if I'm not mistaken, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. And if there's anyone watching this or listening to this who is saying, Okay, I want to taste and see. I want to want to know God's goodness. How would you encourage them or advise them to go about doing that taste and see that the Lord is good? Shameless, shameless uh, commercial. Okay. Uh, this Wednesday night, we're going to be talking about uh, how to read and understand the Bible. Okay, yeah. How does all of these pieces come together? There's not any way that someone can get to know the character and, and the relationship that God has for us yeah. if we simply do not spend time reading his word. Mm -hmm. and, and to be honest with you, you know, right now I'm on a path of, it might be one or two uh, chapters a day. That's mm -hmm. it. That, that's wow. all. Yeah. Uh, along with all of the other stuff, I've got the kind of a job that I'm constantly reading the scriptures, but I'm yeah. talking about my personal reading. It yeah. might be only a chapter or two, yeah. Yeah. but I do that because the residual effect of that mm -hmm. says that I am going to get to know God because the Bible is alive. Yeah. It's not just uh, knowledge, right. but it is wisdom. Knowledge is head. I can read the Bible and I can get knowledge. I can get understanding as to what the stories are about or the history or the archaeology, whatever it is. But wisdom is of the heart. Yeah. And God wants to impart his wisdom into our heart. What is his wisdom? Well, it's actually a part of his character. Yeah. And so consequently, in order to really get to know what God has for me mm -hmm. and, and, and knowing that God is good and God is great, for example, 
It means that I have to spend time with him. And the easiest way, the easiest way to spend time with God is simply to read the letters that he's written to us. Yeah. Even yeah. though a lot of them might not make, make sense, they're alive. And if I will simply say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Yeah. Open my eyes mm-hmm. and let me see. And, and over a long period of time, we begin to know things and we don't even know where we, real, where we learned them. We didn't learn them in a sermon. We learn them through engaging God at the point of his word. Right. I really believe that's what John meant when he said, you have no need for teachers. Yeah. I always struggle with that because I'm sure. a teacher. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, yeah. no. Does that mean I'm out of a job? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah right, right, right. No, it doesn't mean that. It means that the Holy Spirit really wants to be the ultimate teacher. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. And if we will do that and trust him, and devotionals are great. I believe heartily in devotional. I hear people... I hear people who write devotionals say, don't mm. read devotionals, you know, and it's like, nah, you know, I want to hear yeah. what other people know about God too. Sure. But the knowledge, when we read God's word, his wonderful, wonderful, alive word, the knowledge, just the head knowledge becomes wisdom, right. becomes heart knowledge, yeah. which is wisdom. And so consequently, this Wednesday night, we're going to be talking about that yeah. uh, in, in our uh, first Wednesday of the month. Uh, encourage you to come out uh it's it's not a fix-all sure but it's a piece it's a yeah, piece of it we've absolutely. got to constantly be pursuing this absolutely absolutely i love um you know when you said the bible is alive now the bible has history in it yes. it has wisdom it has mm-hmm. guidelines for godly living and the you know the the roadmap for life if you will it has all those things but it's not any one of those things by itself it's all drawing us into this relationship with God the Father and 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 Jesus. And I love, and I can't remember if it's at the end of Luke or at the beginning of Acts, when Jesus gives the Holy Spirit to the disciples, the Bible says the Holy Spirit opened their minds to understand That's the Scriptures. Luke on the road to Emmaus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if we will start there and just ask Lord, Ask the Holy Spirit, would you help open my mind to yes. understand the scriptures? I believe, and I've experienced in my own life, that he does that. God's very faithful to do that when we ask for the Holy Spirit. Uh, I realize we're out of time, but you know, this morning, I'm reading a, cha- I'm reading a chapter that I have read hundreds of times. Yeah. Hundreds of times. And I'm underlying things that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me that yeah. are relevant to right now in my life. Yeah. That is the way the Holy Spirit speaks. Yeah. And what a wonderful gift that God gives us of just His, of just these, these wonderful words yeah. that are so ancient, but who that always have something to say to my life right now. Oh, it's beautiful. It, it really is amazing. I mean, that's alive. That's yeah. alive. Yeah. Man. That's yeah. like having a conversation with somebody who's just kind of downloading some encouragement to you on the phone. That's what God's word provided. And again, if you look at what the enemy has done mm. over the years now, over the decades, you look at the amount of Bible reading that's being done and how, how it's lessening and lessening. You look at mm. the amount of reading in general that's being done. You look at the difference between uh, uh, people reading a book or reading even an email, which mm. we thought was so fast, and now they're on to text. They don't read emails right. anymore. Right. What's happening? This wonderful attribute of simply sitting down and taking time, patience, because mm-hmm. that's an attribute of God, yeah. and reading his word. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the long haul on that, the residual on that yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. I wish we could always spend more time 
talking and have maybe a longer form discussion, but uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out of uh, your day to, to talk about Pastor Bobby's uh, message. It really was a good reminder, even though, like I said at the beginning, we might know these things in our head. It's always good to be reminded of. And I want to thank you for watching uh, another episode of Monday Moments. Um, if you liked this episode, if you got something out of it, whether you watched it or you listened to it in a podcast, please let us know. If you uh, got something out of this, we would love to hear from you. Um, And as a reminder, if you're watching or listening to this at the time that it's coming out, we do encourage you to come check out our our first Wednesday. This is a new ministry that we're starting uh, here at Freedom Fellowship. It's uh, we're starting with how to read the Bible, understanding the Bible. And we're going to be also having some follow-up Saturday events that we go a little bit deeper into some of these things. So if you've wanted to get into the, the scriptures but haven't quite known where to start or how do I begin to read this large collection of books that is the Bible, please come out. That's this Wednesday uh, at 6, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? 6.30, I think, is what they said. 6.30. I'm not even sure. We also have a a big marriage event coming up uh, this Sunday, March 6th. Again, if you're watching or listening to this at the time that it's being released, we want to invite you uh, to come out to that as well. This is not just for marriages that are on the rocks or in crisis or anything like that. This is a way that you can discover um, more about this beautiful covenant relationship that God has established from the beginning of the world. And I see you have some resources over here. Yeah. I don't know if that's something yeah. that you wanted to share uh, for those of, of, of the viewers and listeners who might be listening to this. At better the time Together, out. that's what we're calling it, uh, Better Together. Uh, not just uh, together in marriage, but uh, we're going to be sitting around tables and getting to know some other folks that you can walk with. Uh, and we have these postcards available mm-hmm. all week long. Uh, give them to your friends, someone that you might know. I think it's great to note it's not for really, really troubled marriages. Right. It's really for good marriages that want to be great. Yeah. And we are better, better together, together, you know. Absolutely. And we're going to be talking about uh, relational needs and how we get to meet those needs in other people's lives, particularly our spouses. So come yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for watching or listening to another episode of Monday Moments. It's always a pleasure to bring you content like this, and we will see you next week.